The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Big Bang and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts, the hottest podcast in the streets. Visit the new website today, www.bigfactspod.com. Live of first class sounds, you know who it is, DJ Scream, Big Bang Baby Jade. And we got a special guest on Big Facts today. He goes by the name of Millie's. Millie's done pulled up on yeah. Big Facts. Yeah. What's up, what's up, what's up? How you nah, feeling? Nah, this was an important one to come to. Nah, I'm glad. I'm, timing yeah, is everything. Yeah. We definitely had this in the conversation for some time, but I think this, this is the perfect timing. Everything one thing happens. really quickly before we get started. Go I got to say shout out to Chance. She made Definitely me, shout out to Shaz. She made us cupcakes <laughs> with right lashes and cheeks. Chance is the future. Chance shout out to Chance. Shout out to Chance. Yeah, shout out to Chance. Put my ass right there. Billy's, what's going on, man? What's on your mind today? What's your mood? What's your, what's your vibration? I'm, I'm, I'm good, bro. I'm like learning like how to be a nationally recognized artist is different. Mm. I've been him like where I'm from. I've been him forever. Mm. But now for the first time, I'm really learning how to like have an artist grind and what it takes. Like the last 60 days have been hectic. It been just draining on your body. Like the type of, you know what I mean? The, the type of uh, situations you in constantly. I'm used to basically being able to do some shit and then fall back for five days and 
it's not like that once shit starts heating up. But I'm taking every opportunity, you know what I mean? Because it took a long time to get here. So I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm learning and I'm earning, you know what I mean? What you, what you think that moment was that kind of took you from being, let's say, we use the word underground, an underground artist to like yeah, a I still feel like I'm an underground. I feel like right. I'm an underground superstar. I feel like that's like a like a uh, a category that needs right. to be out there and rap. Now, especially right. nowadays with like streaming and shit like that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of underground superstars. Like mm. But um I guess the moment like I really started to crack through like on some national shit like the BT Cypher, mm-hmm. 2016. I finessed my way in there, they put me on national TV. I was the only rapper probably in the history of the BT Cypher. To be in there with no uh, with no PR, no label. Hold on, you no, weren't on. You weren't on schedule to be. No, I wasn't on schedule, bro. I knew a cameraman. Mm-hmm. Y'all know Chris Robinson, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. director. Yeah. So his son, Lil Chris, mm-hmm. he he shot the cipher in Brooklyn. It's had like a warehouse, mm-hmm. and he would tell me, um, yo, just pull up, and maybe somebody don't show up. Mm-hmm. So in 2014, I pulled up. I sat for three days. Just hoping, like, damn, I hope somebody don't show up. It ain't happening. 2015, <laughs> I get the drop on the location again. I slide back. I wait. This is when Kendrick Lamar, you remember when Kendrick yeah. Lamar said something? I'm the king of New York or some shit mm-hmm. like that. So it was like a little tense. I remember that shit. He came through, did his BET cypher. I sat for those three days. The next year, 2016. Now, mind you, I got bars this whole time. I know what I'm going to say. Like, and I know I'm going to outwrap everybody in this motherfucker if they let me yeah, in. Yeah. But I'm sitting there. The first day in 2016, I'm prepared to sit three days again. I'm really prepared to do this shit for 20 years. Like, until, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. until it goes. Yeah. But, yeah, the first day in 2016, I'm sitting there. And, uh, and they tell me, yo, somebody missed their flight. So I'm like, oh, it's lit. So little Chris is like, I'm gonna send him your links and shit. So he sends the links to like Jesse Collins and Yomi and um the lady Michelle, I believe it is her name. Mm-hmm. And and he's like, yeah, they got your links. They looking at your shit right now. And I see him looking at the phone, but they just look wild, unimpressed and shit. And I'm at like the catering table where everybody's at. And I'm like, you think I should go over and talk to him? He's like, yeah. yeah, shit, you might as well shoot your shot. Cause it looked ugly. It looked like it was yeah. clipped. Like they just look wild, unimpressed. And I got up, I walked across the room, everybody in there, it's like, like Highbridge, like A Boogie and them was in there, like I think Russ was there, like yeah. maybe not in the general um, place where I was at, but their camps definitely, like a lot of people, probably like 50 people in there. I walked across the room and I'm like, um, yo, Millie's, whatever, Just I tried to give him my little spiel and shit like that, and, mm-hmm. uh, and he just cut me off, he's like, rap, bro. My shit was blown, I'm like, I got my nerves up, like. I just I just got to rapping, but I, I be having certain bulletproof raps, you know what I mean? That whether I'm so I could be wild drunk, I could be in Antarctica in a blizzard with a tank top on, I'ma remember this shit. You know what I mean? So I went to one of my bulletproof raps and I'm nervous though, like I got nerves, so like my voice fake cracking while I'm rapping and shit, but I know I got that shit. So I get eight bars through, they still looking down on the eighth bar, they kinda like look up. And I'm like, all right, I got the attention by the 12th bar. I feel like I get a little, like, you know, yeah. a little head bob and shit. On the 16th bar, I rap probably like 20 bars and shit. On the 20th bar, they were all smiling, but just a little bit. Like, not yeah, giving me too yeah, much yeah. play, but like, just a little bit. And they're like, all right, we're going to huddle up about it. But I just felt good that I got it off. Like, Thanks. I don't want to leave nothing on the table in life. Right. Mm-hmm. Who's the first person to reach out to you after that? So after that, so yeah, they they came back and they said, ah, right, you in the cipher, boom, put me on that shit. It aired. I ended up leading off the awards. 
You know, I think it was down here. Yeah, yeah, it was down 16 here. Sixteen for sure was down here. Yeah, in yeah, Atlanta. Heavy, yeah. So I let off the awards. Um, my shit was actually blown because I came to Atlanta and they didn't air my shit in the the little stadium joint. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I might be clipped, but then they aired it twice on national TV, so it was lit. But um, yeah, we did it. It aired, and then Charlemagne was the first one to uh to say like over the radio. Yeah, he was like, he was like, yo, that, that white kid, uh, Millie's went crazy. Envy co-signed it, and yeah, shit just started like getting lit from there. And that's when I was like, all right, I could really do this shit, cause before I had just been going and I had been getting mm -hmm. like paid features and being him in Boston, mm -hmm. but it wasn't to where I wanted it to be at. And that shit showed me like, all right, now nah, this shit realistic. And I just followed up with that grind like year after year. And that, now we had big facts, man, big fucking facts, <laughs> man. What's the culture like in Boston, like? So I'm from Cambridge. It's like a little different, but it's right next to it. I don't know, like, what's the girl who got the song about Atlanta? She's like, you not from Atlanta. Oh, oh yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready, yeah. Yeah, so it's like one of those situations. I guess I'm from, like, uh, like right outside of there. Yeah, so yeah. I'm from Cambridge. Like, we got a lot of basketball players. We got a lot. Like, Cambridge like a melting pot of people. The most languages are spoke. We got, like, a lot of people from the islands and shit like that. Like, Patrick Ewan from Cambridge. Like, Ramil Robinson, we got basketball players, but it's all like 617 coaches, so it's right there. Like, if you get shot in Cambridge, you go to Boston Hospital. Okay, yeah. We Like, I'm born in Boston Hospital, I went to school. It's like, if you get shot in the cater, you got a Grady. Yeah, yeah, it's all whatever the same. that yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all the same, it's, but it's just, you know. Yeah, like, they got, it, it's different, but it's the same, yeah. But, um, now nah, I mean, the culture, you know, we, we very prideful in, like, sports and shit like that. I feel like we don't got our, like, like the music scene never really popped off since like Bobby Brown and like you know like New Edition, Bobby and like Benzino and then Cambridge. No, no, he's oh, from okay. Roxbury. Okay, got you. But it's uh, you know it's ten minute. Work, right, got right, you. Same ten, area. Ten minute drive. Right. But yeah, so like I mean, it's it's a good culture of artists coming up and shit like that. But we we haven't had no stars to really put this shit on the map in a long time. So like a lot of people like they don't believe in the music. They just starting to believe now, like for real, that this yeah. is possible because we got me, Bia, Joanna Lucas. We got a few people going crazy. So when you were like when you were coming up, um, throughout most of your like school career, you were assigned to special education classes, right? Hell yeah! Because of your because you have ADHD. Yeah, I got ADHD and a, um, a behavior disorder, they said. Okay. And... <laughs> <laughs> right. Nah, for real. Everybody now, got um, that, though. Everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just le it's, it's levels to the behavior yeah. disorder, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. a high level. <laughs> so, like, when you, were, when you were in those special education classes, did that kind of discourage you from trying to be normal? Or Hell did yeah. that make you feel like, okay... I'm different, so this is something special about me. Nah, it was more like the first one you said, because it's like, all right, like my classroom is like this, right? It's like the size of this room, and it's just six kids, and we bug out all day. And I know that it's a bunch of normal kids down the hallway because it's 30 kids per class. So I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm really cooked. There's something wrong with me. And so, yeah, I think that from like the jump, I knew like, all right, I'm different. I'm not normal. So I'm going to just, uh, I'm going to take a different path in life. I think that's what it taught me like off rip. I'm going to take a whole different path because I, I'm young. I'm in sixth grade, but I'm, but I know like, all right, if I can't sit in the, it's common sense. If I can't sit in a class with 30 people, something's wrong with me. I got to, you know, yeah. I got to take another route than them 30 people. So college was off the table, shit like that. Really, school was off the table. I just wanted to play basketball. And once I got cut from the freshman team, or like once I didn't make the freshman team and that was clipped, 
it was all downhill. And was that the beginning of like some of the street history because you had yeah, some, hell yeah. some but legal even issues? As, as soon as I got into like the special ed classes between like my neighborhood and and and, and being in there because it's like all right, if we all in a special ed class, we're gonna bond every day on the bad mm -hmm. shit. Like you the baddest kid, you the baddest kid, we the baddest kids. We mm -hmm. gonna figure this shit out. So like I feel like that's where it started because I started like trapping like young, just being like around them with with the mix of that and then my neighborhood. That's where it kind of started snowballing. And once basketball was off the table, shit was clipped, and it was just. And then, but you go back to the you go back to the school sometimes and talk to the kids yeah, about so, certain things, right? Yeah, so, so I went to that? I, that's that's dope. I went to um South Boston High. That's where like you know like the the movies and shit come from, like The Departed and all yeah. that. I went to South mm -hmm. Boston High, and I asked them in the class. I said like, how many of y'all feel like you can't be shit in life because you're in this class right now? Raise your hand. They were all like this. So I just want to show them like. You could do more. There's a lot right. of a lot of people in special education. They just don't claim it. Yeah, mm. motherfuckers don't want to claim that. I'm no, I put that shit in <laughs> diamonds. You know what I mean? That was my thing. Like I put sped sped IEP individual education plan. That's what they give you when they first put you in there. So like, yeah, you know that's big to me. I just want to show them kids like it's because I thought it was clipped for me in life. Right. As soon as I was in there, so if I could make a little difference by just letting them know, like, all right, it's not clipped for you. It's how. It's however you carry it. You sure. can unclip yourself. Yeah, but people don't want to say that they was in special education. I just wear that shit proudly, like, mm. you know? Did they ever try to give y'all medicine and shit? Hell yeah. What type yeah, of they had me on um, they had me on Adderall early. Like, yeah, they had me on Adderall to focus. Or may maybe it was Ritalin or Adderall. Ritalin, yeah. Yeah, which actually, you know, the weird shit is that's a focus drug. And I could naturally rap, so, like, I would just focus on rapping all day. Like, once mm. I'm off them drugs, I'll be in school, and I just, I'm still not focused on a class. I'm just focused on my raps and shit like that. Mm. Who you raised by, your parents, or your mother, your grandma? My mom. Yeah. 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 Like, I, ha I had my pops until probably, like, seventh, eighth grade and shit. Um, I would go to his house on the weekends, but his house was like an artistic house. Like you ever heard the singer Wapale? Closer to my dreams, mm -hmm. getting mm -hmm. higher. Yeah, mm -hmm. like when she uh when she went to Berkeley College, um, she lived with me in that house. Like my pops would have like a lot of artists, but at some point, like my mom's took me out of that house. She thought it was like you know better to kind of be around her because it was a little hectic <laughs> in that house. Um, and then I was just here full time with my mom's. What some of the effects you think? Uh, not your dad not being around, or you not being around your dad on your life. I feel like um, I feel like I just wasn't kind of like you know, not to his detriment, cause like I fuck with my pops now. Yeah, for sure. Like when when you grow up, you realize, all right, my pops was just a dude who was yeah. having kids. Yeah, like, for sure. You right. know, we want them to be superheroes and shit, but um, I feel like the shit that shocked me in life was like when I would go outside. Nobody really told told me that like the world is cold like that. I had to find out. Like I going outside and dudes punching me in my face for no reason and shit. Like and learn. Oh, I got to. I had to learn all of this shit by myself, and that yeah. kind of gave me like a resentment towards him in the beginning because I wasn't prepared for violence. I wasn't prepared for you know just kind of like being a man type shit. And I had to teach myself that and then just look at like whatever role models I had to kind of teach me that too. But I think that I think that was one of the things where it was a little harder being with, you know, like a single mom. Cause she could even my mother's like anti-violence. Like my mother wasn't even like the type to be like, oh, you better go whoop his ass. Like I actually, if she was on that, I would have probably caught a smack by the time I was 15. Mm -hmm. Because 
I learned to fight back myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, nah, I'm a f- I just realized like, all right, I could either face this shit and fight or I could never come around. Run forever. And the basketball court right next to my house. Mm-hmm. So see, the, <laughs> I'm going to just stay in or I'm going to go to the basketball court. Like, I made bro, the decision. You grew up in a black neighborhood? Yeah, hell yeah. Oh yeah, you got to fight. Yeah, you got to fight. <laughs> That's what people Every think day. this shit. People see this shit now, like they think it was easy. Like, no, nah, there's nothing the industry could do to me that my neighborhood didn't. Because yeah. I'm telling you, I'm. Well, it might be somebody who don't know me. You might not even really be from my neighborhood. You might be around. Dudes was just taking off on me. So I had to fight a lot extra. Mm. You know what I mean? I got punched in the face for no reason, like three, four times, till I realized, oh, no, nah, this shit is clipped. Like, I got to fight. And then after you get that one fight in and you see how people treat you, like, oh, all right, this is the remedy right here. Like, Champions. Yeah, this is this the remedy. <laughs> like, yeah. just fight back. They're going to respect it. What age did all the tattoos start? Shit, early, because uh, my, my brother, my brother, um, my father got, he got three kids, but my one of my brothers, he was always inked like Travis Barker before Travis Barker. Like before okay. Wayne, before Travis. That's what I looked at. Like when I'm young, like seven, like my brother was inked the fuck up. And shit was blasted. So I always wanted that. And he knew uh he knew a tattoo artist. So I got um I got acquainted with the with the tattoo artist probably around like like sixteen and shit. Mm. Started getting blasted. Mm. Yeah. You had a situation, shots and no jumper. So explain the situation. You got in an altercation. And you had to pull out, and your gun, did it jam or fall apart? Because yeah, it said see, this, fall apart. Yeah, How see, did this, the gun fall and apart? And it's a funny thing, because people be like, uh, like catching a wreck on the internet, because I talked about a divine intervention moment, right? Like, mm-hmm. I'm spiritual. I believe in mm-hmm. God. That's I believe, mm-hmm. Yeah, I believe God, like, really got me through some things. So I spoke, which I'll probably never speak on another, like, spiritual moment again. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because... If you not, if God doesn't have a big effect on your life, you might not understand a motherfucker saying he been through some shit that he can't explain. Yeah. Right. That only God can explain. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, I talked about the one time my shit didn't go off, right? Yeah. Because to be me and to be where I'm from, yeah, like, you know, you can read through the lines. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a situation where you feel me, basically, like like I had a brand new joint and 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 this was right off the heels of my friends going down for a murder, free smokes, free Buddha. They on my arm. I was lost. I was trying to figure it out. And somebody had gave me a brand new grip. And when I tried to let it go in the club, which there was security, cameras, everybody, it ain't go off. And then when we went to the bathroom, the shit was disassembled. And I didn't know how it would be disassembled because I don't know how to disassemble a joint. You saying it was like you the safety, God like the safe, like the no, safe, I know that part. like I'm the just... safety pin was out and all of that, and oh, uh, wow. and you know it's funny because people go crazy on the internet, but I'm with the same homies that we all walked out with. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. my shit is very verifiable. You could uh, you could look, search the Blanco series. You could go to my neighborhood and ask people. You know mm, what I mean? Like what yeah. time it is. So for for people, to, it, it's just funny because they like, oh that shit was now. Why would I talk about the time my shit didn't go off? I'm talking about God, but you can't talk. About God to ungodly people sometimes. They're not going to get it. You know what I mean? Mm. But you ain't going to nail to beat the internet. Hell no. You ain't going to nail baby to beat the internet. And I said, oh, that's, that's, that's the one thing y'all feel y'all, y'all got on me. And, you know, it, it's wrecked because it's real life. It's my real life. So, yeah, but mm. I, I have more divine intervention moments. You know what I mean? But mm. I keep that off the internet. <laughs> That's fair enough. What do you say, man, being a white rapper, what's your biggest obstacle? Like, what's what's the thing that's just the most frustrating to you? 
probably when when people just don't like you because you're a white rapper. Because mm. I just be the thing. I have people be like, he nice, but I don't fuck with no white rappers. Which I, I understand too. <laughs> like that's honestly like I feel like the majority of people that don't like me is just you know they can't um they can't get past it that I'm and I'm not even a traditional white rapper because I'm like actually like you know I grew up in the culture. So mm. most of the white rappers that made it like. You know, if you look at their friend groups, they was, uh, you know, suburban kids and shit like that. And they cut straight through to um, to the white mainstream pop, America. Yeah. Mm. So do you? Think, so I came through hip hop. So it's a little different. Mm. So do you think that you're at a disadvantage because of that particular stereotype? Nah, like I'm at an event. I feel like it's harder to make it. But once you make it, that's when like the white privilege kick in and they get you target ads and you, you know yeah. what I mean? You get yeah. It's different. So it's harder on the come up, but as soon as you crack that door, it's easier as a white rapper, for sure. Mm. And I still don't feel like I cracked the door all that way, but like, you know, that's that's my perception of it, at least. Why do you think that is? Because white privilege. Mm. Yeah, like, mm. you know, they're going to put you, they feel like, I don't know, you relate to you. you relate well, they to feel them, like yeah. you cool enough to, uh, when they feel like you cool enough to impress the culture as a, yeah, cool enough to sit on big facts. Okay, yeah. you are the one that can influence. So yeah, so let's mm. and, and like yeah. you can do both. Yeah, yeah, you know, with the with the little wink, like yeah, you feel me? yeah, one yeah. of those. Yeah, we got so, you. Yeah, <laughs> shit like that. Mm. See it happen. So it worked both ways. But then, like certain things, like I think people will, um say, like, like to me, like Eminem raw, like he's one of the one of the greatest rappers ever. Like I don't think he's overrated because because he's white. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, this is another conversation. So we'll finish, it depends, finish it but though. then there's certain rappers. I think hell yeah, like I, like like an MGK for instance. Like he went to uh, like he he went um to to rock music without the blink of an eye. You know what I mean? With the blink of an eye. So that's mm-hmm. like your 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 fan base is really just jacking you because you're white to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. Nah, you know, yeah, it makes sense what you're saying. It's yeah. a pain. What you like feel? That. Do you got any? Do you got any regrets though? <laughs> Through life or through your rap career or whatever? Nah, I really don't. I really don't. Honestly, like, I was talking to my man about it the other day. Like, I feel like everything is meant to be. Shit happened when it happened. Everything is meant to be. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't say I regret nothing. Mm. Well, I mean, like, I do, but there's certain shit, like, I've been there, like, I I wish I told, like, certain homies back in the day to not do certain shit that they did. Mm Mm-hmm. That, you know, like, my bros are doing life and shit like that. Like, natural life. Like, so, but at the time, I'm, we young. I don't know. So, I get, like, those is regrets. But it's, it's shit that I would have never known anyway. They said they need answers. About what? When I get big fat. Big fat, big fat. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. 
Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. We talked about that some time ago on Big Facts Friday. Like, what, what what do you think the fine line is in the streets of minding your business? Because you kind of it's kind of like mind your business, but on the other end, kind of not minding your business to help your homies from crashing out and shit. 
Yeah, it's hard because I look at I look at rap like I look at rap like a um it's like a race to save people. That's how I look at it. Like it's like a it's like a race to save my youngest. I I save people that's around me. But I preach. Sometimes it's hard to preach. Like what I do. Like even with my youngest in my neighborhood, I take you out. I put you around some real lit shit. And then I'll have that conversation with you. Like, you want to be around this or you want to, mm. you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because I'm not the greatest role model. I can't just tell you every day, like, all right, get out the streets. Because we'll, 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 like, you know, all I could do is show you that there's, like, another life. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's a fine line because you could tell somebody something, but they're going to do what they want to do. Mm. And a lot of motherfuckers, their frontal lobe isn't even developed. There's a part of your brain that develops after 24 or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to talk to somebody. Your whole brain ain't even developed and you crashing out. Because mm. I was there. I was crashing, crashing. You're right. You're right. Do you feel like you're going to have to, um, your whole career, you're going to have to prove yourself because you what? To the coach? Maybe not to the culture, just like. Um, to, to the non believers? Yeah, to the non believers. Like, I feel like I've probably proven myself to the, maybe like not like down south yet as much. You know what I mean? But like. Like you know, I got a lot of stamps in this shit. No, I'm like just saying, real. like even even if you go around like the, the the goats, like the Jays and all them, do you feel like it's a sense of I got to show them that I'm I'm this? Like musically. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah, 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 like, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. That's gonna always be that. Yeah, definitely. You gotta always like always deliver. And the crazy shit, bro, is I rap more than any other rapper. Like if you look at my freestyles and you go online, mm. I rap. I'm rapping more than any other rapper in the world for the last three years. Mm. Literally, statistically, realistically, I'm going to like this year. I already did. Um, I, I I ain't gonna say the platforms on here, but like I've rapped for like 15 minutes, which is like somebody's album. Yeah. If you could sit down and rap four four minutes straight, that's somebody's album. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? And I'm doing that 30 minutes a year consistently like i'm rapping the guys who are nice who do do high level rap they rapping like once once or twice they might do you know like the leakers or something yeah. here and there a couple minutes you got one of the most rapping more than all of them so a, yeah a, elite cosigns though from oh a guy uh, rapper rapper which yeah. is jada kiss for sure so that's the next question how did that even come about and how how is it man that came um that came i moved to new york I moved to New York when I was at like when I was at the height of my shit in Boston. I had just did summer jam with Nicki Minaj. I just knew like ah, right, it was like a glass ceiling. It was like ah, right, you did this, but that's it. Like still no national recognition. So I moved to New York. I was taking the little uh, the Chinese bus back and forth, fifteen dollars a day, until I realized um like I gotta get a spot out here. I got a little spot in the Bronx, and that same week I met Kiss. Through my man Seth Free. My man Seth Free, um, it's like an older guy who really helped me out on my career. And um, I paid him for a feature. But he was fucking with the song already. And then after that, I just kept following up with him. Like if he would be in a club, if he would be in like Starlets or some shit for a walkthrough, I just figure out how to finesse my way, get in there, make sure he see me. If he be at a regular club, a show, I'd figure out how to, you know, just get FaceTime with him until um his man Ice Pick J. Started really like listening to my, my piece, shit. Ice yeah, R.I.P. Ice Pick J. Ice Pick J. Listened to my shit and really started um like diving into it and realizing like, oh nah, he could sing, he could rap, he could all of that. Mm. And uh, he told Kiss, yo, you should you should um you should co-sign him and, and and put him on your label and shit like that. So yeah, that's how that happened. What who do you, who you feel like believed in you the most, like from the beginning of everything besides yourself, like 
like in life. Yeah, just period. I say like my man Creed. Shout out to Creed. I never said that in a in an interview. He like he's my man, but he's like an MMA fighter too. Not a real MMA fighter, but he could fuck an MMA fighter up. So like <laughs> he really no I'm telling you, he'll, he'll fuck an MMA fight up. We fought the Boston Marathon bomber too. I never told I'll tell y'all about that later, right? But my man Creed stood with me like since I was like 12, 13, he tell, he's like that boxing coach telling me, you the GOAT, bro. You don't understand. You the GOAT, bro. So we'd have shows and it'd just be me and him sometimes, but he, he'd be behind me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And anybody, like, if a rapper diss me, he go beat him up. <laughs> if you talk bad about me, he go beat you up. Yeah. Constantly. <laughs> so he was the muscle. He was my coach. You know what I mean? My, my, my fighting coach, he was all of that. And I needed that because... You know, I like I would fight, but I can't fight like him. So you know, Creed Creed was really there for me, like step by step, for real. That's up. Yeah, shout out my dog. Mm. Would you get into like a rap beef with somebody just at this point? Try to get at you? I don't just... know, like, cause it's like it's a pain. You know, that should be like federal. Like, I don't know. It's it's getting gotcha. a little nasty to gotcha. it. Like, okay, um, yeah. like yeah. yeah. Cause I don't want just like rap beef with you. It depends how how you know. Yeah. If it's but I would say yeah. Like if somebody dissed me who was like um above me in stature and it could be just some like you know shit on wax or whatever and I yeah. could just flame them like that and up my career I would do that. But I'm not rapping down to nobody mm. because then I'm gonna just want to hurt you. Mm. You know what I mean? Cause what am I doing like? Yeah, I'm not. We, it's not an even trade, but I'd wrap up at somebody for sure. What about on some social media shit? I'm not. Hell no. None of it. I can't even say suck my dick on Instagram no more. That's how I take my page. <laughs> <laughs> and that should be crushing me inside. You know, you just want to fire up that suck my yeah, dick, bozo. Block. I used to hit him with the suck my dick, bozo, block. I can't even do that no more. So, what is the platform for us to be free? I'm mean, big facts, but what is the platform nah, you for can us talk to be a little free? crazy on Twitter? Oh yeah, that's what I be telling yeah, people you can on talk Twitter. A little crazy on Twitter, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you gotta go on Twitter to get all yeah, your Twitter, shit. Twitter, Twitter, you can go. Instagram say, "Come to my, come to my Twitter." You heard? I'm gonna fucking Meet flame you, dog. <laughs> yeah. So you feel like Instagram don't play fair? Yeah, I mean, shit. Like, I still got my page, so okay, you got but, you. But yeah, yeah, I've been seeing like, yeah, you can't really talk crazy like that. You mm -hmm. can't even like say certain shit in another nigga's comments. And they'll still try to like flag you, man. That shit is wicked. Mm -hmm. Donald crazy. Trump or Joe Biden? Neither. Mm. Neither. Yeah. I no so bullshit. Who would be I your was real. Of choice? Um, Barack Obama or oh maybe Bernie Sanders. I like the Bernie Sanders. I like, I like Bernie. <laughs> I like Bernie. I, I think Bernie could have did it. Yeah. Oh Bernie. I like Bernie. He ain't no older. So, than yeah, like he ain't I no older, older than but Biden. You, but you, uh, Joe Biden or uh, Donald Trump? Oh man, he said neither. Can I skate with that one? No. You'll vote. You vote. I voted for Biden for sure. So, but I'm saying, now, do you want now, your vote back? Don't matter. It's the lesser two evils. Yeah, it don't matter. Know, take the safe route. Nah, it ain't safe. It's, just, it's the lesser two evils. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I really hated Trump when he was in there. And then I thought, like, I don't know, it was. And then I started seeing like Joe Biden is kind of like similar, like to yeah. him, like same shit. You know, so yeah, I, I was I've been off of politics. Like I just been off of it completely. Like I don't got no faith in it. Like 
it's clipped. I don't pay attention to it. Mm. I was even paying attention to the Russian-Ukraine war until they started telling me all the racist shit. Then I said, I'm not tuning into this no more neither. Mm. So, Who's your uh, celebrity crush coming up? SZA. Well, that's recent. <laughs> you just shot your shot. Oh, you shot his shot right yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Just let you know. Damn, coming up. <laughs> it was <a> recent. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right now, sis. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, right now. Yeah, yeah. I met her in like 2013 or something like say? that. On the weekend. What, what, what was it like? What I was said, your pickup line? What's up? No, like. I was laying on a beach chair. I was in um South by Southwest, and then we it was like some sort of a I don't know smokers club, house party type vibe. I had a good beach chair, and she walked by, and I just said what's up, and she was smiling all bright, and I felt like you know if I could have pursued it maybe, but um. Are you froze? Yeah. Tell me you froze. Yeah, yeah. Now nah, just like a little bit, but not like a freeze. Like I was like, yo, I love your music and shit like that. She's like, oh, thank you. And she did, but she she kept walking. But like I probably had a little space to like you know like Say some keep more. talking and shit. But I was like, nah, no doubt. Like you gotta manifest shit. that shit so it can happen again. Nah, for sure. Coming up though, um, probably Maya. Maya, I don't yeah, know. Maya, Maya, Maya. Like, but I still. say, I say Maya, TLC, uh, Maya, TLC. You said all three TLC, right? Yeah, all three. No, oh, I wow. like them for different reasons. I like yeah. the chili though. Yeah, I like the left eye. I like the T balls. You prefer black women over, over white women? Well, that's what yeah, that's what I grew up with for sure. Why? What made you? What I'm saying, like, why you didn't just go get you a white girl? Well, they wasn't like around like that. So like the time, by the time I was, <laughs> by the time I was like me and like, see, this is gonna be controversial because like, it is what it is. It is what it is. I like all women though. Like, right. let's, yeah, let's make it like clear, especially women. now. But yeah, growing up, Preference. growing up, I was kind of like anti like white girl. I wasn't jacking them because first of all, like if I met them, they was like kind of like the college white girls and they was kind of goofy to me or they was super like street bitches from like, like Charlestown projects and shit. It's like super ratchet. Like, yeah. so yeah, but my preference growing up was black women. Definitely. Oh, what now it's, women? it's all women. Um, just, if you didn't like the goofies and you didn't like the super ratchet, I just like, um, I just like the swag, the beauty shit like that and then it's like also like you know um black girls helped me like a lot like in my neighborhood even coming up because they really be like leave him alone that's my friend from school like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah not that the dudes like listen to yeah, shit but like yeah, yeah I like say, i was friends too. <laughs> i was friends yeah yeah you know i was friends with like a lot of a lot of black girls like those are my homies and they would vouch for me like in the neighborhood like you know, even shout out Lady Repo. She was one of the rawest rappers, and she used to tell me, "Y'all better leave him alone for real." Mm. So well, yeah, where you been? that got the baddest women, in your opinion. See, it depends. Like, cause I I really feel like they all over, but and y'all gonna get me in trouble. But I say it depends. I don't know. That's tough. Mm. Nah, no kids. No kids. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough question. So sad. But like Atlanta, so Atlanta, Atlanta got man. Atlanta yeah. got the best strip clubs for sure. Okay. By far. You been you been through Atlanta? You been through all of them? 
Most of them? Yeah, most your of them. Your Magic Cities, your Flames, yeah, yeah, all that? Most of them. Yeah. I've been coming out here for a little while. Okay. Okay. If you moved out, if you moved from New York, because you already left your city with New York, if you moved from New York to another city, where would it be? I want a big crib in the South. Like, I never had a house my whole life, still to this day, you know what I mean? Like, I, I want I want a house with, with a backyard. Like, that's what I want. I want a house with a backyard. So I, I want to go to the South, for real. With a black girl. Yeah, and have mad, <laughs> yeah. And have, and, have, and have mad legal grips. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. fuck around, get the big truck. I have stupid army guns out here. Like, God. <laughs> yeah, like that's the, yeah, yeah. I could I could move to um I never been to uh Houston or nothing. I hear it's lit. But I could yeah, move to Georgia. Yeah. Sure. Speaking of like guns, man, what you think the solution is to all this crazy just active shooter shit? Like if you were if you if you had your say so of how we could In politics. So like yeah, like I don't know where this land me on the um political shit, but I feel like I right, first of all you should you should make it super hard to get um like a like like any type of like chop like it should be assault. easy to get a assault handgun rifle. and hard to get assault rifles right, right? I think right. that so I I know that most people probably like in the south and different places like they believe you should have all of that shit mm -hmm. right I think you should probably make it hard to get the shit that can mow people down super quick mm. and but everybody should have the right to have a a pole and I think they should put um security in the schools but like trained shooters that don't freeze up like mm, you know sure. real because the most um tactical the most non-violent people are the most violent if that makes sense like you know like a mm -hmm. kung fu motherfucker like he mm -hmm. not really gonna start a fight with you he and and a he real, know what he can do yeah and mm -hmm. the trained shooters not mm -hmm. itching to bust bust their gun mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. see what I'm saying so mm -hmm. I would probably yeah put one of them because we got the budget oh, we and got fuck the budget. it if that's not the school budget that's in the police budget Sure. So we put one of them motherfuckers at each school, yeah. And cause I'm saying, if that little kid who ran in there and killed all them kids, if he knew, oh, now nah, he's gonna blow me down as soon as I go in there. Mm -hmm. Should it be different? You have him, he tracking the cameras all on his phone, mm -hmm. got the pole on him, yeah, and blow them school shooters down. Mm -hmm. That's sure. what I think. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know, know where that. that ends me, like, politically or nah, nothing. It's, it's your, it's, 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 I'm a Republican or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. What's some of Millie's goals, man? Like, personal? You know what I mean? We know, obviously, career goals, too. But what's That's some my of water right goals? Yeah. yeah. I want to... Um, I just want to save people with rap, like, and do it, like, in an accelerated process. Like, I want to, that's that's how I look at it. I feel like I've already saved, like, three to four to five people just straight out the streets. Like, I know for a fact that they wasn't running around with me, they'd be in that shit. And I want to do that for a lot of people. I want to put artists on. I want to put at least five, six artists on where they could have, you know, a, a, a whole uh, group of people to eat off of them. Mm -hmm. Shit like that, I think. So, like, just... Those are my attainable goals. Like, I just want to get as big as I could get in the music game and fuck around and just put artists on after that. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my like, goals in the next year, for real. So, how, um, how you keep from then, like, getting bullied as a kid keep you from being bitter, like, towards the world? Um, nah, that shit just made me tough. Like, I, I appreciate it. Nah, for sure. Yeah, I appreciate it more. Like, I don't know. Like, I, it never made me bitter because, like, I had a lot of people that, like, like, I, I learned what a win and a loss was early. Right. Yeah, a lot of right. people never even learn what a win and a mm. loss is. You're really just going through life. Mm. You're not taking, I'm taking extreme wins and extreme losses. So, 
I appreciate it for real. Like you already know how to feel to be embarrassed. You already know how to feel to be yeah. embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And then you also learn like, all right, this shit didn't kill me. Facts. Motherfucker done stomp me out. I'm doing that. I know how to do this. Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> Motherfucker done stomp me out. My face is intact. Get up, shake my shit off, go to the house, and I'm like, I'm alive. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next day, and, and I'm still alive. Yeah. And the next day, you come out, and, and and it's good. And then and then and then you feel the feeling of winning a fight. And yeah. You like goddamn George Foreman out this bitch. So it's like, you know, um, yeah. That's why I'm not bitter, bro. Because it's like I had to learn to take wins and losses. Because even through my rap career, I took wild rejection. But it just feels like getting stomped out in sixth grade, you know what mm. I mean? Like that's all it feels like, yeah. mm. just emotionally. So yeah, that's that's just a blessing, man, for real. What's that golden moment for you, Millie's in the studio with the golden moment? Like, oh, it makes it all worth it. This is the person I always wanted to sit down and collaborate with. Man, um, I was in the studio one day, like so they used to have the D Block Studios in Yonkers. Mm -hmm. It's like it's just like you would think. You ever been there? It's just like you would think a D-block studio would be. It's in like a factory building, you know, like rugged shit. 90 motherfuckers in there, Timberlands, shit like that. <laughs> and uh, I came in there one day and uh, Kiss was writing to something. And this shit was so hard. And I'm like, yo, bro, can I write to that? It took me just courage just to ask him that. It's like, yeah, right. And I, I laid my verse and that shit made it on his album that was Government Cheese. But like that... um. That verse, like me writing side by side with Kiss and getting on his album, that was mm -hmm. that was it for me. It gave you the energy. Yeah, like can't nobody fuck with me. Like I done sat down with Kiss and I mean, like, no artist could fuck with me in the world. That's how I feel. Like, cause yeah. I sat down with Kiss, I penned a 16, he loved it and put it on his album. That's yeah. hard. And he really the best. Like, there's other like great rappers, but nobody his age or 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 the ten years under or ten years under, nobody in none of these brackets can fuck with him right now. A sixteen, whoever. Nah, he showed that at the first. The first time I was saying, we saw but what I'm he was talking about. Of. I'm talking about he's sharp. Like we just came from New Orleans. Like he's he's sharp. Like I'm yeah. watching. I'm like I don't know how you do that because I'm way younger and I'm. And and I forget some lines. I might get drunk in my shows. I I be mm. like, cut this song. Oh, I forgot that shit. Play the next one. Not kiss. He mm. going bar for bar for bar for bar. He don't slip. He don't stumble on a word. He's different. Well, for sure. Mm. Yeah. It, if there were times, and I'm sure there were, where you was thinking about giving up because shit was just fucked up. Like, how happy are you now that you did not throw the towel in? Man, it's everything. I, I cried on the plane. I ain't going to lie. Like, I had a crazy day in L.A. probably, like, three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago. I had met, um, man, it was just a crazy day. Somebody was on my phone who I can't even say right now. But somebody was on my phone. And then I went and I sat down with Snoop. And Snoop just, like, lectured me for, like, you know, like an hour and traded a game with me. Mm -hmm. Man, I ran into my guy Mozzie. I, I threw the sped chain on him because he threw, you know, he showed me so much love. And mm -hmm. people was calling my phone about incredible shit. And I had actually just got kicked off a plane. I got kicked off a plane, but I wasn't even tripping. I, they let me on the next plane. And I, I just sat there, man. I shed a tear of joy. I was like, yo, I can't. I was like, I, I was just like, yo, I can't believe 
fucked me up now. I don't know, like, because I just believed, and I don't know where the belief was coming from because I was just getting so much rejection, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, that shit fucked me up. Like, I just I just was like, I can't believe it. I shed a tear for real, like. Mm. So what, knowing, knowing what you know now, what would you tell the younger you, like, when you was thinking about, when you was taking those sixth grade, all that shit? You- I'd say keep going, and, and I'd say keep going, and, like, you know, I thought my, I thought my cutoff age was thirty, and that's when I turned it up. What you mean by cutoff age? I thought that was it for a rapper. Like that was oh, it. Oh yeah. So yeah. just for me to like go crazy, like after my cutoff age mm-hmm. in my mind, mm-hmm. I would have told myself, "Nah, don't don't trip. Like you got it." So how your mom received the rap career? Man, she loved it, but she knows it's, it's like a dangerous job too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So she very proud that I'm that I'm that I'm out the streets. But she also like, you know, um, she love it though. Like her friends and shit be hearing about me, like all their kids hear about me. Like <laughs> she like a like yeah. a celebrity mom sometimes, you know, especially where we from. Um, but yeah, she knows it's, it's a grind. Like my mother's like my therapist and shit. So she gonna hear all the word. I try not even to put the bad shit on her now though. Like, you know, I try to just keep it like, but, but I'm used to having her as like my therapist, so. She love it. Do you think the pressure is more intense of trying to get there or trying to stay there? That's a good. I got some good ass questions. Um, shit, probably trying to. It's like both, cause it's like different. Like, but yeah, the pressure's up now, cause, cause if my shit fall off, like now I'm actually feeding people. Yeah. Mm. Before, like if I lose, nobody else really you affected. Lost, yeah. mm. I lost. Now if I lose. 10, 15, 20 people lose. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and I just want to do it for my state. So yeah, yeah, the pressure's stay on. Yeah. What you think? Y'all, y'all gotta stay on. Do y'all feel that pressure every day? Of course. Oh, absolutely. I really absolutely. don't know. Me too. But yeah, you. I'm just being real we doing what we, we, we doing doing what what do. We do. Nah, but yeah. I mean the pressure of, like you said, doing what you have to do because you know that now you're in the position where more people are depending on you is definitely That's, like a ton of pressure because you know like yeah. one slip all this shit can be gone and then that means that all of all these people that's depending on me shit's gonna be gone too but i just feel like in, in my in my situation it's just a different plate that i'm fixing because i've been had to fix plates since i was 14 15 mm. years old and had yeah. the same pressure yeah of see, taking I, care I, of yeah, siblings yeah, sure. and you know what i'm saying yeah, see, so I, it's the I, same I never shit. had that i was mm-hmm. always like you know i was always a single child I, I didn't have no kids purposely so now it's just falling on me. yeah so it's different like my if you had up. it yeah if you had it <laughs> you my feet up I did my it. feet up now like you know it, what i'm saying it's, it's like we just coasting to be 44 this month so mm. But that's what life, gone. yeah, that's what life supposed to be like for sure. Mm-hmm. But now, I, 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 like as an artist, now if I was a rapper, I would feel that the rap pressure. pressure hit different. Yeah, that than shit that different. Yeah. Pressure, yeah. yeah, that shit yeah. different. Yeah. Podcast, we just talking shit, kicking shit. Hell you know what yeah. I'm saying? Right. We ain't in no competition, so it is what it is. That's real. Even the competition that we do have, they we calling and trade game with each other. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So it ain't really competition. Mm-hmm. But this rap shit, you got to drop a hot song. And then you drop, I mean, a hot album, and then you drop another album, and then they be like, oh, he lost it. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, I was thinking about my next album. Like, we number one on iTunes right now. After the last album, we charted Billboard, so I was already like, all right, I got to chart higher on Billboard. Yeah. 
or yeah. or if it's over for me. Yeah, that's how it be. And then this one, I'm like, damn, like yo, I really done pulled out the stops for this. I got Fabio Foreign. I have Fabio Foreign bring his tour bus to the projects yeah. in my no, like in that. my city, yeah. like. Yeah. I'm doing incredible shit. And I'm like, yo, how do I top that? I don't rap. I don't, see Jay -Z. I, went to, I don't went to England. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, where's the, you feel me? I just met um, Moneybag outside of here. So, like, that's like, all right, feature. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I got yeah. to do some incredible shit right now. Bag yeah. on fire, too, right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure. They said they need answers. About what? When I get big fat. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. (laughs) And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Are you you probably one of the most uh, outside rappers. Is that just part of... How Super you are. outside, bro. You, How you know that? We see it. <laughs> I'm really before I even. I'm talking about. Really, I'm really, really like, like you know, no shit, I'm really like yeah, the you most know, outside. You like, might I'm be the most to outside. Tell you, like rapper. I be in the tr- fucking the Trenchitos. <laughs> 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 Yo, I had a couple off days in New York, right? In my schedule, and and I had two feature videos I had to do. Boom. So I one I'm already knowing. My man's like, all right, he's from East New York. Like, I'm like, all right. So he sent me the address. We in Cypress Projects in East New York, which is like the worst shit in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Boom. And these are on my off days. A hundred motherfuckers out there. The next day, I'm like, all right, where's the video for the feature? Queens Bridge Projects. Mm. Boom. I'm out there. You know what I mean? It's just mm. like, yo, this shit is constant. And then like, yeah, but that's one of the things I pride myself on, man. I'm not scared of nothing but God. You know what I mean? So mm. I've always been like that, bro. I've been in... I've been running around Atlanta. I shot a video on on uh, on Boulevard. That's the mm. spot, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Boulevard. It's right up the street from here. It's a project. Yeah, four. Yeah. yeah, Boulevard. Mm-hmm. I came down here because I, I had a um I was on a feature with um this is like ten years ago. I came down and I was on a song with Blue Da Vinci and um and Cuzzo Fly. And we shot it in like the projects in Atlanta and shit. So it's like it always been like that. My man Dylan here, he done had me out in the trenches since I was a little kid in Boston. Like, you know, you documented. Think, you think that's somewhat of the away with what I was saying earlier, like proving yourself like that you'll pull up. That's like Oh yeah, I'm gonna pull up. Yeah. But I'm saying it's like a let's like Maybe proof. it's a pull up, but it's kinda just like I just don't feel that yeah, fear. No, no, like, yo, not for nothing, I went to Haiti. Cause I grew up with all those. When you go to Haiti, motherfuckers told me right to now, Haiti. do not go to Haiti. Yeah, boy. Don't go to Haiti. That's what they told me. They're getting kidnapped left and right. This is what Haitians are telling me. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Oh no, I'm on the plane, and it got crunchy out there. But <laughs> I just feel love. I, I'm over nah for real. Cause it's different. It's different than America. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, that word is Jack, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's done. That's my word. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, I got super crunchy out there because it was like, um, we had SUVs. We got twelve SUVs and we got sticks, big fucking sticks. It doesn't matter. It don't matter because they're gonna look at you and be like, shoot. You point that shit right. Shoot. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's what type of time they on with the dudes. 
mm-hmm. out there, like it's just it's a different it's Climate. a different level. But shout out Haiti, it was beautiful though. Like it was beautiful. But yeah, I'm going anywhere, bro. I told motherfuckers, you could book me in Ukraine right now. I swear oh, to man. God. Now you might you be tripping. Book, I'm dead ass, bro. You could book me in Ukraine for a hundred stacks right now. I need that six figures. I'll go out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'll take your word. I'm gonna be straight. I got God with me. Like, I'll go anywhere. Mm. I'll go anywhere in the fucking world. Yeah. It's mm. proven, documented, factual. Mm. Nice. Solidified. Yeah, scream them outside. I like that, nah, man. Yeah, I'm glad sad, that you man. noticed that, man. Get a lot of we'll phone calls. We'll take a shot of this deli on to you, man. Because <laughs> they don't be understanding. Like, nah, like a lot of these rappers, they be in the house, man. Like, Why do you think that is? Really, I, I don't know. Like, Fear? They never experienced divine intervention. Mm, you privileged. Going back though. to the divine intervention you shit. Don't nobody want to shoot no white. Well, you privileged. That's what it is. <laughs> that ain't true. Because <laughs> the motherfucker definitely emptied this whole shit on me in front of my mother's house. So. No, I was just fucking Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about it for a second. I said, word. But then I remembered like, like the, the flashes and the bangs. Damn. You know what I mean? <laughs> that should change after yeah. you see that muzzle flash. Yeah. You so feel what's me? the shit you like to do like? Like in your spare time and in your Jay, you always had that bullshit ass question. Retire that question, please. Okay, it's done. <laughs> God, damn. In my spare time, like I like to play dominoes and shit. Now, um, I like when I had time. No bullshit. I don't got time no more. But like when I had time, I like the strip club and I like going there early too. Okay. Early? What? Oh, because you can. Now listen, 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 listen. I don't understand why people go to strip clubs late. Right? You might as well go there when all the girls check in to work. Mm-hmm. Like, cause other than that, like you, it's just competent. Why you want to wait until all the dudes is there? Mm. If all the girls get here at eleven o'clock, mm. how somebody not you. from Atlanta giving us Atlanta strip club? Well, I don't know. I don't know for Atlanta, but no, I'm saying that, like you, you're right, you're like dead New York. On. New York. I'm in Starlets at twelve. Mm. All the strippers is there. All the bottle girls is there at eleven thirty. People don't get there until two o'clock in the morning. So my Thousand dollars is gonna look like five thousand dollars, mm. whereas my thousand dollars at two o'clock at two o'clock is gonna look like two hundred dollars, and they don't care about that measly two hundred dollars. Mm. So it's yeah. like I'm stretching my money. That's mm. what I've always look. been on. So my that was look. Yeah. Stretching the look too. Yeah, stretching the look and all of that. <laughs> oh God, I'm building relationships, but that's um, that's my that's my off time. That's what I do on my off time. Mm. What you on on like some? What's some of your favorite liquor? What's some of your favorite food? That type of shit. On some <sighs> culture and lifestyle type shit. I like like right now like I had a um I had like a like a kind of like a hole in my stomach so for for like a while like in the lining of my stomach from mm. like eating like spicy food mm. and drinking Ulcers. liquor and also yeah. Yeah, popping pills or whatever the fuck it was, Advil mm. and shit like that. Mm. But I started eating like um grilled chicken after that, like grilled chicken. So now I really be on like a lot of like um Colombian food, like Mexican food now, mm-hmm. because they just got rice, beans, grilled chicken. It's like I try to keep it simple, but mm. I love, I love, I love all food though. Mm. I love Haitian food. I love Jamaican food. If I want to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like I like a, <laughs> I like a good put me to sleep plate. Look, I'm on that Reposado. Mm. Reposado Blanco. My whole album about Reposado. <laughs> Talk about that album. Man, um, just like a mixture of like high level rap, pain, emotion based music. Touching on a lot of subjects, depression, you know what I mean? Anger, sadness, joy, mm. hard beats. We got a lot of features. We got Mozzie. We got um, Fabio Foreign, Jada Kiss, Styles P. Mm. Who I got on there? More Peasy from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Cousin Stiz from Boston. We we got we got a plethora of artists. That shit um, it's fire. 
Did it did that did that make it competitive for you having all those features? Like making sure your verse was in a certain Yeah, but I, f- I feel like I'm a good A and R though. So like when I approach somebody, mm-hmm. like when I go like get my money back, your verse is gonna be the best one. I'm gonna find it. I know right. what I like out of certain artists. Right. Like I was telling him, like I like your pain shit. I like like your shit with Kodak and shit like that. So that's what I, I try to give an artist something that I feel is right in pocket for him. Like I gave Fabio something I knew he would go crazy on. Everyone goes crazy on their feature verses with me. Mm. Like if you look at my Herbo verse, you look at my my Benny verse, Kiss, anybody, everybody raps up to like the highest level mm. for sure. And I got a reputation as a lyricist, so I think that helps. You know what I mean? Mm. What's some of the most key or clutch information you would give somebody on the come up or a young person some game? Man, I would say, um, like, get your face clean with people. You know what I mean? Like, pull up, get face value with people as much as you can. You got to be ready to die for it. You got to be ready to, like, you got to be ready to um to sacrifice comfort. You got to be ready to uh to jump at every opportunity, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, some motherfuckers will feel like they bigger than the opportunity. Like, if I know that there's a 15%, when I was coming up, if I knew that there's a 15% chance, like, I could meet you somewhere. All right. I'm gonna take that fifteen percent chance. That that other eighty five percent chance is yeah. not gonna register in my head. Yeah. I'm gonna say, all right, this is this is worth it. Oh, and nice. I did that every time. It's like, like sitting, if you were sitting for the slide for two years straight. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But I'm but I'm like that, bro. Like if I hadn't made it right now, if I was coming up in Atlanta, y'all would have seen me ninety times. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been outside. No, listen, your I team promise, even bro. even with oh, even God. with this conversation we want to do it, but your team was persistent. Like they made sure yeah. consistently. Yeah, I told them like I know and like yo, I pride myself on being a realist, like seeing things how they are and not how you want them to be. I know right. I'm not the biggest artist in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I know y'all sitting down with the lit motherfuckers from the south and y'all really it like y'all the voice of this whole shit. Appreciate yeah. it. So yeah, I got to press for that. You know what I mean? Like I rerouted flights and all that because I'm coming here. Like I never, yeah, like, I I never like um I'm going pass up an opportunity. But being a realist too to all the artists, like just to touch on that, seeing things how they are, not how you want them to be. That should have put you at a, a like it hurts. It'll be painful because you have to look at yourself in the mirror and go, damn, I'm not the biggest artist in the world. Like I feel like I am, or uh, you know what I mean? Hard. It hurts. But once you take that initial hurt, mm-hmm. you can beat it. You're able to say, all right, well, this is where I'm starting from. So at least you're starting from a place of reality and not delusion. Mm-hmm. Where so many, you got 95% of motherfuckers walking out here delusional because they scared to get hurt about mm-hmm. where they really right. at in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm the hottest well, in my city. You just some juice. Motherfuckers are saying, you just draw some juice. Oh, but we had some bones, we'd have hit the bones. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. You got see shit for what it is, not for what you want it to be. Yeah. Exactly. That's see, real. See things how they are, not how you want them to be. And I done told people that. I've had people in my camp try to gas me and say, yo, you hotter than so and so. And I go, no, I'm not. Statistically yeah. and realistically, we could feel like that, but that's something to prove. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so, so many motherfuckers let somebody tell them, yo, you hotter than so and so. And they dead ass walk out the door and feel like I'm hotter than mm. you're not. You're going to be great, dog. Yeah. Mm. If you think like that, you're going to be great. Yeah, mm. be a realist. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, people that say, I run my city. Oh, oh, I run my city. That's like a casual thing. You meet somebody from out of town. Mm. We can meet somebody right now from Arkansas, wherever. They're just going to casually. Now, I run my city. That's me. I could tell you. I ain't even going to tell you I run my city. But I could tell you if y'all come down there, I could put five, six SUVs on you. You could go anywhere you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Comfortably. Like, they're going to roll out the red carpet every single place. Like, oh, you. 
Yes, yeah, so I ain't even gonna say I run my shit, yeah. I'm, but I'm, but I'm I know. Put you in a bad position, though. Yeah, 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 on guys. What would it take for you to sign a white rapper right now? What would he have to have? <laughs> Yo, that's that's right. he have to have? Nah, he'd have to be. <laughs> 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 that's the illest question ever. I love that. Yo, your mind think crazy. Yo, your mind got me with that one. You got me with that one. Yeah. Yo, that's like a that's like a weed question right there, like. Um, I yo, he'd have to be just like me for real. Okay. I'd have to like go verify you for real. Yeah, you'd have to be just like me. Like, so ain't about him just being nice. Up, upbringing. It ain't about him just being nice. He gotta. Unless like he's somebody I know who could just go right now, and I could get a bag and invest it into my other artists. You know mm. what I mean? But yeah, that's I don't know. Like there's only one other like white kid I know who's just like me. And that's my brother SK. Like he grew up in my same neighborhood. He was the first, um, first, first dude in uh in, in Concord uh, prison with a black cellmate, white yeah. and black cellmate. Like the the guards don't let you do that. They had to say, nah, this is what it is. Like mm. we rock. So he respected by the by by the black people, the white people, all of that. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. it's like different. Like I don't really be meeting people that's just like me. But I guess if you nice, I put you on. Mm. That you fucked me up with that question. Nah, because it's like <clears throat> reason why I asked that question because it's like. You had to have what you had for Kiss to sign you. Uh, yeah. for, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, so what is it that... How y'all feel about, like, white rappers in the climate? And shit I, don't, like I don't know. I don't even <laughs> listen to rap no more. I listen to R&B. But we I fuck, fuck with we fuck, we fuck. Like, I fuck with your energy. Yeah, right, right, we right, fuck yeah, with you. Yeah, we yeah. fuck you know with you. Saying? I fuck with your energy. I don't but even we all, But we all, we all had this conversation, like, and I'll just be honest, I've never listened to a full Eminem album. I don't know why. It's not. I could, I could play you shit though that would change your mind on shit. Oh, for Eminem. I feel like I got I got a playlist of M that I could play to anybody and change their mind. I've heard. Yeah, but it's not. But as far as a full project, because just like for me, for instance, because I didn't really weigh in when they talked about this or whatever. But I'm an Eminem fan, but I'm an Eminem fan to certain songs it's that singles. came out at certain times. It's singles, right, the shit right, we right. saw. Yeah, like, you know I mean? can't really, like I say, call out a whole project that I've listened to from start to finish or, right. you know what I'm saying, no shit like that. But his wordplay and his imagination Crazy. is have out we of give, world. Have we, Accolades, everything is official, but I think the sure. movie is what made me a fan of him. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for not sure. the music. And that could, I mean, for I feel sure. like that could happen with different artists. Like, I was a die, I like, I, like, I'm a diehard, like, Nipsey fan, right? Yeah. Like, for real. Like, I got tweets, like, in 2013, Nipsey Hustle, my favorite rapper of all time. Like, documented, right? I told him this. Yeah. It's crazy. I got a line. I said, I met Nipsey in Atlanta, told him he the greatest. Y'all call that dick riding. I call you insecure. You got to live through more. Most of y'all so immature. You know what I mean? Not shit like really that. Shit. But I met Nipsey, and I told him that, and I was always on that. And, but I saw, like, once he passed, like, a lot of people all of a sudden was big fans of his. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But a lot of them were saying, well, I like the interviews and shit. So I feel like that's a thing with an artist. How you say you fuck with M off the... Yeah. I think that's all around artistry. You know what I mean? Yeah, From your sure. interviews yeah. to your personality to your songs and shit like that. Because I feel like if you're if you're an artist, your main goal should be to get people to become in tune with you as a person. Because if they do that, you can fucking go sell chicken fries at Burger King. They're yeah, going to still fuck brand. with you and follow you and sell out the chicken fries because they fuck with you as a person even though they were introduced to you through your music mm -hmm. you got a brand so if you got a brand then it's kind of like 
you got real fans, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Protect the brand. Mm-hmm. For sure. Absolutely, man. Nah, well, we fucking with you, big fan. Hell uh, yeah. Yeah. Nah, I appreciate yeah. it. We need, oh, we, need, we need to go up, go up your way and do a live. Yeah, we yeah, trying to do yeah, lives yeah. in different cities for nah, sure. Nah, of course. We got to do that. You know, that's all set up. Like I said, red carpet rolled out. Even when y'all come to New York, you know what I mean? It's my second city. So. For sure. But y'all tapped in with the right ones out there. That's what it is, man. Big shots out to Millie's pulling up, blessing us on big facts, sipping on a deli hey, on the nah, horse. Say that other shit you said again, the bomb, what I was just saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to see things how they are, not how you want them to be. It'll be painful in the beginning, but it'll be worth it, you know, because at least you'll start off on a realistic level of where you're at instead of walking out the door delusional, like 95% of the population, you know. Right. Mm. Big mm. facts. Words for Millie's, man. Check us out. www.bigfactspod.com. Yeah. Salute. You're listening to Big Facts with Big Bank and DJ Scream. Follow Big Facts on social media at Big Facts Pod. Big Bank and DJ Scream bring you Big Facts. Hey, man, it's all the way up. Ladies and gentlemen. That merch in. Yes. Yeah, that's right. www.bigfactspod.com. Yeah. With the real ones one time. Y'all come get y'all some of this merch, man. Bigfactspod.com. Let's get it. Get that merch right now. Shop with us. It's all the way up. Big Fat Merch. It's going down. Visit the new website today. www.bigfactspod.com. Visit now. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm-hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.